Hello and welcome to the Good Boys Gone Bland Haunted Holiday Hotel. We hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 4, Episode 2, The Haunted Holiday Hotel. Uh, we are reviewing My Bloody Valentine, 1981. But first, I am your host, Denali. Uh, but second, I'm your host, Ryan. Three butts. I'm your certified <laughs> uh, Valentine. Holly lover boy. Yeah. Jace. Oh, there we go. We got a CLB up in here. There is an unfortunate delay with our release schedule, so I think by the time this airs, I think CLB will, will be kind of on its way out. Um, Ooh, it already is, but... Yeah, well, um, it's good to be back, guys. You know, I don't think our audience members will, will know or notice, uh, but we haven't actually uh, been able to record just for a few weeks uh, due to our me and Amber's move to Los Angeles. Um, so now we made it here. I'm recording in a garage, so forgive any weird sound qualities are at least weirder it's than normal sound better let's be <laughs> probably yeah it's probably gonna sound better um because i'll have real internet here you're close um, to a server whatever yeah. that means <laughs> uh but it's good to be back guys i've missed watching these ridiculous movies and reviewing them with you guys and having an excuse to uh to say all these dumb things and record them yeah i mean we say dumb stuff anyways i guess the only difference right now is that how uh, it's being broadcast this is a catalyst for it like I feel yeah. like I have to say stupider things because I'm talking to you guys during this. Yeah, we do pretty good. I mean, that's one of the benefits of I just think just being an idiot is that uh, if you just put a camera on us for two hours, some funny things come out. But yeah. like, I don't play it up all that much. Yeah, uh, I think our our podcast is kind of like the monkey on a typewriter thing where we yes. actually record this for about eight hours mm -hmm. and then we cut together all of the slightly almost funny stuff <laughs> and then and then we have an hour and a half show um yeah, but most it's, of it's just dead air yeah it's <laughs> bathroom breaks you know showers and stuff um definitely been a bit of a culture shock uh coming here from seattle i've visited los angeles a few times um but it's living here now i'm kind of like looking at things and i'm kind of like okay this is my new home because seattle is like we kind of talked about this a little bit on our group chat um it's kind of like tech boy chic uh people here people there are more reserved you know with if i don't know if you agree jace like you know a little more i think here. passive aggressive in seattle yeah mm, yeah um a little more socially awkward just because it skews towards tech i think um, but then you also get kind of grungy crust punk types um i'd agree with that but here everyone's kind of like in your face first thing i noticed like in the car there, there's bumper stickers with like ig handles just everywhere man like oh yeah at joe blow 45 follow me and then there's like spotify fucking tags rescan it with your phone like everywhere what? people are shopping their mix mixtapes literally every bathroom i go into there's like carved into the side wall is like someone's instagram handle and I want so bad to <laughs> look them up. <laughs> so if they're, if they're carving it in a Safeway bathroom, I'm sure they're making quality content. So well, also, that's a, I mean, that's a big step for you, getting to the point where yeah. you're comfortable enough to use a Safeway bathroom. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, not, it's not clean on a good day, and it certainly isn't clean today. Um, 
Well, anyways, guys, uh, like I was saying, it's it's nice to be back with you guys. I mean, what's what's been going on with y'all's life? Uh, Absolutely nothing. Literally sitting around yeah. day after day waiting for this episode to happen. Wow. I measure my life in yeah. Good Boys Gone Bland episodes. Yeah, I've I've had some fans reach out and say the same thing. So, you know, we're we're keeping them babies fed. No, I've got I'm just joking. I went to two weddings. It's wedding month. season. Yeah. It's wedding season, folks. Um, it's poor people wedding season because they couldn't yeah. afford peak summer. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants a hot summer wedding. I mean, Ryan, you had a summer wedding and it was very hot. My, I mean, we, my wedding was the hottest wedding I've ever been to. It it was hot all right. Thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> the first wedding I went to, I, I have a, I have a small story to tell. Okay. Um, it was in Chicago. Okay. Picture yourself. September, okay. Chicago, 2021. Yeah. Um, and the wedding went by just fine. But we had, I'm not going to tell any stories about that because that's personal. Sure. Sure. The day after the wedding, we had an entire day in Chicago, a Saturday to burn. And one of my friends, a few months before the trip, he was looking up like, you know, things to do in Chicago. Restaurants to go to, yada, yada, yada. And eventually he found a restaurant that, in addition to its normal services, has one section of the restaurant devoted to people who want to eat one entire animal. Um, any like, animal? We're not talking like a little chicken, you know, or turkey, because you guys do that at Thanksgiving. We're talking right. like a farm animal, like a four-legged farm. <laughs> so they're, they're bringing a whole-ass hog, for example. Well, let's get there. So he's like, he makes a Facebook event and everything. He's like, guys, I found this restaurant in Chicago. I really want to go. Uh, but the thing is, is I don't know what animal to order because I don't know how many people are going to come. So if you can, if you're interested in coming, he said it's all like the wedding guests, essentially. <laughs> okay. If, you, if you're interested in coming, let me know or say you're attending on this Facebook event. And actually, like, we were roped into it. So like 17 of us said yes. And wow. I do want to carve out 30 seconds to explain that we were not exactly hyped about it. Because okay. <laughs> the idea of like killing an animal just for our meal is kind of going against the whole idea of like we're trying to eat less meat. Right. You know, right. maybe we're responsible for a little bit less death in the world. So we sign up or whatever. We need to support our friend. And we get about 17 of us. And so he says, okay, guys, 17 people, if you look on their website, they have like animals and the suggested amount of people for each animal. Okay. And for, <laughs> and for 17 people, the suggested okay. animal is a wild boar. Jesus Christ. So is that specific? They're literally like chicken, two, like turkey, five. Like, is, is it literally like that? Well, that's what I'm saying. It starts at a certain like, you know, 10 people. So the What's lowest the one, the lowest one is lamb, like a baby. I guess, I guess lambs are small. I don't know. I'm, I think they're babies, dog. It's just like, a baby sheep. Oh, it's kind of fucked up. But the biggest one for like 20 something people is a whole alligator. Excuse me? Yes. I would have gone with three alligator. People, three people away from alligator? I think we were three plus away. So... Okay, the wedding's coming up. Everybody buys their plane tickets. Everybody's saying, oh, we're staying in this hotel, yada, yada, yada. Life flies. People start dropping out of the Facebook event. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. So, we're, so we're down to like 13 people, right? Oh, and no. my poor friend, I'm just going to name him out there, my friend Kevin. <laughs> Bless his heart. 
Uh, he already put Kevin. down. He already put down a deposit on no. the restaurant because they have to freaking kill an animal. You yeah. know, they have to like start smoking it ahead of time, and they have to oh, like, look. yeah, because it takes like an entire day to cook it. They smoke the whole thing. Wait, hold on, right, just real quick. I don't want to derail your story. How the fuck are they getting these animals? Are they like, is they send a guy out to like? I'm find not one? asking those questions. Okay, okay. okay. It right, says wild boar. Okay, so he's going to like you know Florida and spear gunning an alligator because twenty assholes wanted to eat one. I have no clue. <laughs> and bring it through customs. Okay, there are a this lot is, of this alligators. is blissful. Yeah, this is That's... blissful ignorance on my part. Let's be, okay. let's be real. So, uh, so we're like, dang, thirteen people can thirteen people eat a whole boar? Right? Like, is that even no. possible? And so, uh, the day of the event, it's in the morning, or it, that morning of, it's at like 8 o'clock at night. We, uh, Kevin's like, oof, guys, I just got word. We're down to 10 people. Oh my God. People are backing out. People are like, oh, that's right. We we're supposed to do that thing. I don't really want to. And they're just being told dicks about the whole thing. Let's be real. They're being like kind of assholes about it. Do they not know an animal fucking died and they are now increasing the net carbon footprint of everyone who's still involved? Right. How? I need to know this before you, if you know it. How much did the total boar cost? $700. Oh. Ooh, loudy. Yeah. Did it come with sides or did you have to yes. buy it? Yeah. Oh, is it just boar? <laughs> not even a glass of water. <laughs> well, okay. So. We uh, we don't eat like the entire day, right? Just to like be as good citizens, right. and we finally show up, us and Kevin and some other friends from law school, and some people that Kevin knows in Chicago, like came to like fill up some chairs for us. Oh, so we're at ten people, and they they bring out like a bunch of mac and cheese and all this stuff, and they bring out the boar. Okay, they like have this table here, and they're like, we're gonna put it here, and you can take pictures of it, and then we'll cut it up for you. <laughs> Jesus. And I, they take it out, and I have never seen a more sad, sorry looking dead carcass in my life. Like, oh, no. it is like, it looks like a roadkill, guys. It's like carcass. And at one point during the cooking process, the spine collapsed. No. Because like, there's like the segment that's uh, hooked, like held up by the rib cage, and then the rest of the spine by the low back hips just kind of like stunk in. And it looks really, really not appetizing. Um, so we have this board, and thankfully it's smaller than I imagined it was going to be. Okay, and they're they're just like, okay, we're just going to start serving up, and they pull the whole thing. The whole thing pulls apart like beautifully, and they just take these giant like fourteen inch dinner platters, and they fill up like five of them, like heaping piles of pulled meat, like five of these platters, and put them on this table. And at this point, it's like two people to a platter. Oh, my God. And we had one person eat about two bites of it. And so it was really like nine of us doing the work. Wild boar. Was it gamey? It was really good. Let's, okay. let's get this straight. Kudos. Okay. It was okay. amazing. It was like some okay. of the best meat I've ever had. Uh, but let me tell you, boar sweats are a real thing. Yeah, I bet. About boar 45 sweat? minutes into just stuffing your face full of boar, like you start hallucinating. East sweat boar edition. Excuse me? We were having boar dreams, okay? And <laughs> at one point, we're doing pretty good. And the owner comes up to us. I don't know if he's the owner, he's the manager, whatever. He comes sure. up to us, call him the owner, because it makes us sound cooler. The owner comes up to us, and he's like, 
hey, you guys are doing really great. This is cool. And I'm like, oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. And he's like, the last time somebody did this, they had 22 people and you guys what? ate more than they ate. What? Yeah. Apparently it was a bunch of like preppy city slickers. Right. And they didn't like it or something. And they Not only like ate a few bites and they didn't yeah. take anything home. I didn't realize how the death of this animal would affect me. I can right. no longer eat it. And Dude. so we either yeah. ate or took home the entire boar. Honestly, like hearing that, like obviously you guys had, a, you know, a good experience like eating, you know, like it was sounded like it was it tasted good. But I can see yeah. how this can flip somebody who's kind of like vegan curious and just seeing <laughs> this collapsed boar spine being like, you know what? Meat's kind of gross. Yes. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, it was not it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Let's yeah. let's really be true. I thought I was going to show up to like this eight foot long boar uh, <laughs> and eat only like a quarter of it. But we ate like pretty much the whole thing. And that made me really happy. Well, OK, the boar didn't die for nothing, at least. Right. Like it would. Yeah. I was afraid you're going to say it was terrible and you guys didn't eat it. And the boar just fucking died. That's what somebody else. There's 22 people out there who have that story, you know, Jesus. Yeah, now, those guys, they have the insta pick. They don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. Let's, Jesus, I man. mean, if, if it is truly a wild boar, generally they're invasive. They proliferate oh. like mad. Oh, totally. Yeah. And you and know what? You're, you're carbon time, negative for killing that boar. <laughs> except it had to be put on a passenger airline to get here, probably. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, probably break even. Probably break even. So, so the funny thing is, is, do you guys remember a certain scene in Old Geller? I blanked that yeah, movie out of my hog mind. cut, right? Yeah, there's a whole scene devoted to <laughs> wild hogs. And, like, yeah. uh, they were totally just minding their own business and they're completely peaceful. And then Old Yeller and the boy, like, just start harassing them and murdering them. And that <laughs> made me feel worse than anything else. Like, I had just watched Old Yeller. But yeah. that's the end of that story. No, man, like... That's because you sent. I think you sent us a photo of that boar yeah. um, when it was happening. I think I saw it just in passing because I was in, I was kind of moving. I remember seeing that. Now that I like you talked about the ribs and like this, I remember seeing that picture and being like, Ugh. and then I just kind of like moved on. Like, <laughs> so I'm just so curious, dude. Like, who do they have a farm with like alligators and like? I have no clue. Well, what what other do you know what other animals they have like is there anything else that's like i only remember those three a full cow <laughs> oh please god 800 no two how much does a cow weigh that's the that's that's the, the 600 person option yeah you just met like well, that's a kind middle of the idea. there's a whole culture around pig roasts right and people right. do backyard pig roasts and with the whole event with the neighbors and family and everything that the that's apple in the mouth common yeah. Thing. yeah and like luau's in hawaii um, this was not that situation. This was 10 friends killing an animal and eating it whole. You hired a, you, basically a hired gun to kill it for you. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I, I'm glad to hear that you survived. And um, the boar didn't, I guess. But no, uh, at least you guys did. ate it. Jace, did you eat any animals over no. the past couple weeks? Um, I had meatballs. <laughs> but I, well, I went Jace, to a wedding, too. Okay, you don't have to make up stories, Jace, to like fit in with us. You know, you don't have to like. It's okay if like you didn't do like a lot of stuff. I was in Oregon truth. at the same time as Ryan. Um, I was a I was the flower man at a oh, wedding. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that on IG. You and were tossing them. <laughs> I was tossing flowers. and I was gyrating my hips. Was there any alcohol involved before you made your performance? No. 
which was so you did the stone sober <laughs> stone cold sober um and it was frightening too yeah because uh shout out to one kaimi and emily they gave us the original restaurant review uh oh yeah it w- were they the the mary marrier and mary or mary marriers the mary yeah. are they getting married they were married <laughs> are they married married congrats uh to you guys if you're if you're listening listeners i think if you're yeah. if they're listeners if the, if you don't listen if you guys someone knows them just send them this, <laughs> this is tell them to sift through it sift through the trash <laughs> um well uh we all we all did something and we also we, we did another thing together which is watch a movie that we can talk about together um because it is it is a new theme folks uh, we're on episode two of season four, which is the Haunted Holiday Hotel. Ryan, do you want to give uh, give our audience kind of the spiel about uh, what we do uh, in this section of our podcast? Oh, yeah, I would be delighted. Uh, also, if we forget to do this again uh, in a different episode, I'm sorry, but we try to remember. So um, I don't exactly remember. It's been so long. What do we do? I guess every week we watch a movie. And we talk about it. And and that's it, folks. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. <laughs> so what we do is we take a genre or actor and we watch 10 movies until we claim total blandness is achieved. And by these rapid fire movie reviews, we kind of get to the essence of the very thing that we're watching. And so in addition to rating the movie as a movie and how we might personally feel about the movie. We also rate the movie and how well it connects us to the genre. And this season, we're watching 10 holiday horror movies. Holiday horror movies. And you might be like, well, that's two qualifiers. What does that mean? We're specifically talking about horror movies that take place or involve in some regard a holiday and now this week as an example we're doing valentine's day that's right people there are horror movies about (laughs) valentine's day and hopefully we can get even a little bit wackier than this uh if we don't have to double dip or triple dip on halloween but so far we're doing great and we've chosen the haunted what is it haunted holiday hotel yeah i think that was the that was our venue Uh, we're going on vacay for the holiday and we're staying at this hotel and we're going to see where my bloody Valentine lets us off at my bloody Valentine, 1981, the OG, yes. uh, not the one that we real. grew up with. Yeah, we grew up with. Uh, Wasn't there that's a, the MBV wrong statement? 20, 2009, 2009. There was a out. shitty 3D version. Yes, it was a yeah. crappy reboot. Yeah. And that's that's the one probably people remember seeing commercials of unless, they, you know, yeah, unless they're around the 80s. Uh, well, who has the synopsis? Is I think is, is it me this week who has the synopsis Let's to, go ahead to, and say yes. to lay it down? You did. Tr- oh, wait. OK, yeah. So so I, it would be mine this time. Let's go ahead and say yes. All right. Well, I can I can lay down the synopsis. Of course, as Ryan said, um, we chose Valentine's Day as this time's holiday. Uh, let me pull up, uh, you know, the character list here, because I just watched this bad boy <laughs> as a tradition. And I'm glad I get to digest this movie um, with Team you guys. Axel. Um, 
this movie, My Bloody Valentine, uh, takes place around Valentine's Day, and it also happens to take place coincidentally in a town called Valentine's Bluffs. Um, I actually in this don't town, think that's a uh, coincidence at all. Uh, well, we'll 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 find out, won't we, Ryan? Um, in this town. Uh, coincidentally, a couple decades ago during Valentine's Day, um, there That's were a not bunch a of coal miners. Either. Do you know what a coincidence well, is? Let's just let's find out, Ryan. Let's take let's have this movie take us for a ride. Um, so where was I? Coincidentally, a bunch of coal miners were in a, a mine. This was decades <laughs> ago, by the way. Where else? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of coal miners were in a veterinary clinic. Sick dog. Well, they have fucking lives, dude. They're not defined by their careers. Um, and they they were in a mine. OK, this, this cannot be overstated. So this mine happened a couple decades ago <laughs> in Valentine's Day um, and an explosion happened, guys. The, the, the miners died because of because of two asshole supervisors. Um, and then there was a guy who survived the explosion that was caused by negligence. Um, and, and the guy who survived, he survived by eating his coworkers for weeks. <laughs> Which is not funny, man. That's fucked up. And he was pretty ticked uh, when they found him. And then he was so ticked that when this Valentine's Bluffs town uh, has like a Valentine's celebration, he comes out and kills them all with a pickaxe. And he wears his full minor uniform with gas mask, full regalia, and kills them in like kind of minor themed ways. Um... And then, uh, so this yeah, town's like, can, can we be clear? That's yeah. M I N E R. Yeah, mine, like, you know, like a coal miner. Um, and so this town was like, hey guys, let's stop doing Valentine's Day celebrations for a while because this guy goes fucking nuts. And then that was fine. But then 20 years later, they decide to have a Valentine's dance <laughs> because they're idiots. <laughs> and lo and behold, this guy, uh, you know, the ticked off former worker, uh, Harry Warden. Harry oh, Warden. Sorry. Um, oh, I was about to say he dropped his name in there. He he comes back to town and uh, he's ticked, guys. And I, I hope that made sense. I think we'll kind of say more about the plot as we go. Yes. Um, I'm I'm pretty hungry, guys. So I, I I was kind of I was kind of wiling back there, but I think I got I got traction on those tires eventually. No, you didn't. Um, know. I was interrupting here. Oh no, Harry, a lot. I think Harry Warden is just an amazing name. Like that's a good name. Dude, if I was searching through a list of names for serial killers, Harry Warden, I think, would be like, you know what? That's probably a serial killer. Yeah. So this this Zodiac. movie is really like kind of a pro-union, pro-workers rights thing that they should show at union meetings where you have these like dickhead supervisors who aren't looking out for like OSHA regulations and protecting their workers. And you have a vengeful uh, worker, uh, you know, wreaking revenge and advocating for his coworkers by, by murdering them every year. Thoughts? Yeah. I think they should show this at at coal mine meetings. <laughs> they probably do. This this movie was was fucking buck wild, dude. Because like the intro, like if we could just talk about the intro for a sec, please. I want to devote like 20 minutes to the intro. Well, it's, we don't got that time. It's probably one of my favorite sequences in movie history. That's your favorite. Like, dude, it was so wild because like there's two fucking coal miners. They roll up. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. And one of the coal miners gets undressed. And yeah. it's a lady in there. And then they're about to bone down. And the lady's like, take your mask off. And he's like, no, no I want to keep it on. And then you're like, what the fuck's happening? And then she just starts stroking his gas mask like a penis. And then I'm like, well, OK, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> this this director had a, had a gas mask fetish. 
and then the the guy with the gas mask on kills the lady right with a pickaxe and then you realize he was so horny he had to kill with a pickaxe he killed and, her and then, because she took her outfit off and he said that's against osha regulations yeah <laughs> you can't take your mask off oh sorry he just got done playing squid game he's like ah fuck i mixed them two up i get sex and squid game mixed up all the time but like my question so you find out that's the serial killer who you know who like 20 years ago like escaped the mental asylum but like what how did he how did he seduce the lady without taking his mask off yeah, I was thinking that like, too. Oh, no, no, you guys, you don't get it. She knew exactly who he was. That's why she went down there in the first place. Oh, oh. my God. See, the twist happened. Well, let's talk about the twist a little later. Spo- There's going to be spoilers, guys. Um, what, if you listen to this podcast, Ryan, thank you, because the twist just happened to me like 10 minutes ago, and I'm still processing still it. Still <laughs> thinking it. You're like a character. You're like, yeah. I'm like those clueless teenagers in this movie. <laughs> um, but that's only one third of the yeah. reason I love the intro. I love the intro for the tonal whiplash we get between this scene and the one immediately following it, Blue which is breakdown. a bunch of a bunch of miners, uh, M-I-N-E-R, <laughs> in the showers. Yeah. With each other, just like hemming and hawing about how much they want to go to a Valentine's Day dance. And I was like, uh, okay, from this, you can tell two things. First thing you can tell is that uh, nobody told the director that people don't like going to Valentine's Day dances. And the <laughs> second thing you can tell is that the director never met a coal miner in his life. Like, they're the, they're the most, like, kind of weird, teenagery, kind of like bubbling up kind of uh, excitement in that shower I feel scene. Like they want to get this laid. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but like, when I see these dudes, these fucking tool bags, they're like, I, I just see exactly like the old boomers who are like still around nowadays, like being creepy to women in like a Red Robin, you know, where they're like, oh, hey, sweetie, and like grabbing them like around, you know, and like, that's just totally these fucking douchebags. Like, I think it just, I hated every single one of them like immediately. Right. And so there's a I want to talk about this movie uh, at scale, not at like talking about it scene by scene for a second, because, yeah, this movie does two things very, very well and very differently than most slashers. Um, number one, there's no final girl. Oh, yeah, that's true. So uh, it's generally like a you have a badass serial killer and you have a badass coal miner and there's a girl there too. And they're like fighting each other. And that's kind of cool. And that's not typically what you would get from a slasher. It's more what you get with from like an action movie, right? With a villain and a hero. Yeah. It doesn't fall into the typical, the typical tropes. Um, Right. And And that's probably because it was so early in the, uh, in the catalog of slashes. Like when you had prom night, you had, you know, Halloween, they're all in the same, I mean, uh, by the 90s and by the late 80s, you had, okay, a successful slasher will have a weird setting and a serial killer with a deranged backstory, and he comes back from the dead and kills a bunch of dumb teenagers, and eventually there's one girl left at the end, and she yeah. kills the bad guy. Right, that's, that's kind of the, the formula. Right. Um, I did hear that they made this movie to capitalize on the success of the Friday 13th and Halloween. Totally. They actually okay. literally said, we wanted to make a holiday-themed horror movie, which is why this is perfect for our season. Oh, this yes. was an intended thing that they made. Um, 
before we move forward, I think I, I didn't do the character justice. We should probably lay out like what exactly Harry Warden does. Like, what's his theme? Like, how does he kill people? What's his deal? You know, because like absolutely because I love it. You know, he kind of does themed killings. Yeah, everybody he, he a loves theatrical guy. Everybody loves a slasher serial killer with a little bit of flair, a little bit of knack for the pizzazz. And that's yeah. exactly what Harry Warden is bringing. This dude is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's got a great sense of humor. Because one of his things, uh, you know, is, is that when he kills somebody, he rips out their heart and puts it in like a chocolate box and delivers it. <laughs> and it's like really it's hilarious. Rap. <laughs> yeah, he makes fucking poetry to go along with the murder. And then he like actually visits a florist and gets like a boutonniere and wraps it. And he, it's like really tastefully done. Well, right. And that is great. Um, not really foreshadowing, but like right. if you watch it a second time after knowing who the killer is, mm-hmm. we just got to do it right now. Spoilers. Uh, Harry Warden, the serial killer in the movie, is not actually Harry Warden. It's someone who's pretending to be him. And it's one of the coal miners that you know. And yeah. so looking back, you're like, oh, uh, obviously this guy's able to walk around town in a coal yeah. miner outfit and just take the mask off and walk from like building to building and then kill people inside and nobody would care because this is what he does all day because they literally we know he's walking around town doing other stuff at that time it makes so much more sense thinking about it that way because the thought of this crazy guy who, who escaped a mental asylum like going out and just doing these like going getting groceries buying chocolate boxes writing yeah. sitting down and thinking about the poems he's gonna write the Michael Myers road trip paradox. I, I, I haven't seen Halloween, um, so I think I'll understand that reference someday. There's a there's a sequel to um, the Halloween originals where Michael Myers goes on a cross country road trip. OK, that's what I mean. He <laughs> so he's like, just driving. <laughs> and someone has to like someone count, uh, counted out how many times he has to get like on and off the highway for gas. And, <laughs> and they're like, does he use his blinker? Does he like does he wear his mask when he's like getting gasoline? Shit, yeah, and he can't get pulled over. No, I mean, apparently like, he didn't. Aren't you a murderer? Yeah, like is he is he nice? Does he let people merge in front of him or does he just like an asshole about it? When he's like paying for gas, does he make small t- talk with the clerk? Like is he yeah. buying Skittles? He's like, Oh, new oh, flavor. Oh, yeah. Love these things. My wallet. <laughs> oh man. How about that election, man? Isn't that crazy? God, crazy time. Anyways, gotta go murder those kids. <laughs> like, I think the thing that gets me, because we have, I, I guess that reveal, you know, it, it does clear up some of the, you know, some of the plot holes, I think, about the murderer. But it doesn't clear it up with the townspeople, because I think their reactions were not, I, I don't know if you felt this, this way too, um, Jace, because I know you watched it for the first time too. Their reactions was not proportional. The cop is is in the car with the mayor and the mayor is like, oh, boy, a chocolate box. Someone left me. I'm so excited to eat some chocolate. He lifts it up. And his first response when he sees a human ass heart in the box, he's like, oh, not again. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, someone was murdered. And there's a body part in, on, in my lap. It was, oh, dang it. <laughs> dang it, Tom. I just feel like that that I could stop laughing at that scene. And that happens over and over again. Desensitization is real, especially in Nova Scotia. 20 years ago for them was like five minutes. I guess like this oh, mayor literally 
like fucking friend like his i think it was like his you know his assistant or coworker, um like that he knew for a long time was really fond of he finds her body in a washer cooked and it's like a disgusting ass corpse and he sees her and he's like oh shit that's pretty gross and he like lights a cigar he's like oh better not cause a panic or anything hey <laughs> guys don't tell anybody about this okay yeah yeah i, I like are you kidding me there's a there's I, a term yeah there's a term in that a lot of people that play fantasy football use for older players or like people who aren't stars is a jag it's just a, a guy just a guy. they're like oh that he's a jag and it's just, just it's a guy that doesn't yeah. have any overarching skills or mm-hmm. anything that makes you say wow and all i can all i i just i wrote down wow henry warden jag this yeah, dude was guy. in an accident showed up and cut some people's hearts out and he just kind of walks around town like Sneaks, yeah, into, just, sneaks into a room and he's like, okay, then let me back up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Some of these are like, if you think about the logic of the killings, uh, some of them are freaking hilarious. And it, again, right. reminds me of the funny parts in Halloween where like Michael Myers will suddenly appear from like the opposite side of a street or something. And you're like, did he run when he was on camera? Like, he really doesn't like running. He walks everywhere he goes. But there's the, there's the one kill where he's like comes out of a closet yeah <laughs> and you're like how did he get in the closet because we just like the guy was working him. in there <laughs> yeah there was somebody like in the closet and he's like oh i'm gonna go back in there which was amazing kill i absolutely yeah, love that a, kill. Good kill yeah he also like, pulled the whole thing down Yes, in a split like, second. And that guy's like, ah, I'm so fucking funny. Hold up. Wait, yeah, wait he's pranking people. Yeah, there's and like then, a dummy uh, killer, and then, yeah, he, he sh- the real killer shows up in that split right. second. But this dude is making diagrams, and he's obviously waiting for, like, hours in one space. Where he's yeah. standing, and he's like, what's the most hilarious way I can kill this person? Yeah, like, it's just Well, okay. Uh, I think that... I agree with the sheriff and the people being kind of like underwhelmed by it, but I do do really appreciate how the miners themselves were very scared by the the Harry Warden story. You know, Older. they were like, "Oh, it's Harry Warden! Oh no, he's gonna kill us all! Like he's back!" When they actually find out that people, when are- they find out that the killer's back, like they were really yeah. scared. And so the the climax of the movie happens in the mine because. A group of minor partiers who decide to have the Valentine's Day party anyways, even though the killer was going to show up, they go down into the mine, including the girls who have never been down before. Yeah. And they get stuck. And that's where most of the action happens in the second half of the movie. And I thought that was pretty cool. I really liked that because you had part of the cast in a really dire situation that wasn't just... Oh no, I'm at Camp Crystal Lake and there's no phones and there's no electricity. How do I deal with this? It's like there's some sort of exigent circumstances that maybe would put you in fear anyways, because nobody wants to be down in a mine in the middle of the night with a broken elevator. Yeah, that part felt pretty claustrophobic. Like um, it was it was a pretty good, like tense scene. And then having that miner just kind of show up. Um, But I think having the the reveal at the end that this you know, uh, 
you know, the murderer was actually one of like the, you know, 20 something miners who was who was with the crew, I think clears up a lot of things. But not knowing that I'm like, OK, this guy's probably about 50 or 60 years old. Yeah, he's been in a mental asylum. Yep. This I don't know if they've got like a weight training room in that asylum, because how is this dude so like strong muscling? Yeah. Coal miners who are like 19 <laughs> and like, yeah. This is my point on just a guy like when they said, oh, we don't know where he is. The the mind the the dude knew the mind so well that it was like yeah what did five years go by and he showed up and he's like hi my name's uh Barry Barden I'd like a job <laughs> they're like oh we can always use more people in the coal mine I'm like this forty year old dude is like <laughs> yeah he's like out sprinting out muscling everybody and the fact that he's like a young now you know he's like this dude and makes sense. Any but throughout two the people, movie, I'm like, this is totally not credible. They all could have beat the shit out of him. Any two people that were that confronted totally. him at the same time could have just been like, oh, <laughs> shit. Well, I totally agree. I totally agree. And that kind of was happening. But he yeah. was being very smart. Uh, th there's, there's a couple points where he doubles back and uh, takes off the, the mask, at least. Yeah. And either carries or stashed it somewhere, and then meets up with the main group. And like, oh, I've been looking for you everywhere. And the viewer, there's yeah. no clues. Like, at, from a viewer standpoint, there's absolutely zero clues about the identity of the right person because that happens with every character. All the characters kind of get, like get split up, and then they meet back together at different times. And so it's really difficult to put together who's missing. And you're not even because you think it's a different guy, anyways. So like, you're not really looking for that. Um, right. And there's one scene where like. You know, he's with a girl and the other guy, because there's there's two main guys who are fighting over a girl in a great subplot, like a really awesome love story, I think. And uh, they, they kind <laughs> of like take. get into a tussle. They think that, yeah. you know, the other guy is the killer because they're just it's dark and they're in a mine. And so scenes like that, I think, kind of put it together where, yeah, he can maybe uh, out physical them, but he's also outsmarting them. There's I think there's one kill where somebody says to the camera who's killer's point of view and uh he says oh how'd you get down here because they know who it is and then they end up getting got yeah well can we just can we just get to it real quick ryan uh what's do you guys have a favorite kill in the movie because he kills a lot of folks in a lot of a lot of funny ways yes ryan do you want to share yours okay because you seem like <laughs> i mean you've seen this a few times you probably have yeah. that in the chamber while jason and i yeah. kind of think so um there's something to be said about, I think, four or five different kills. But yeah. the I think to me, it's a tie between uh, the, what is it, the hot dog guy and yep. the shower guy. Oh, those shower are girl. literally both yeah, my top girl. two. Oh, my yep, God. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. The, the shower girl is impaled on a shower head, like a really weird shower head, because apparently in like, the 80s in Nova Scotia mining camps, they didn't have shower heads. They would just take an open pipe and take a very large pair of pliers or something and crimp at the end of it until yeah. it was like a flat blade that would only let a little bit of water out. And the killer impaled a girl's head on one of those until water was coming out of her mouth. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was a pretty gross scene. <laughs> I, uh, to piggyback off that, I think my, the hot dog death was was my favorite because like the guy is like 
you know he's gonna die just because he's isolated so you're like okay like you're looking around the room you're like what's gonna what's gonna be the thing and he's like oh hot dogs and they're like boiling i'm like no 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 <laughs> and he like looks at the pot and smells the hot dog water which is disgusting because they're i don't know i think people from the 80s had like lead poisoning or something i don't know why that's delicious to him and then you just see a black gloved hand come up behind him and just shove his face in the boiling hot dog water and i can't think of a more american way to die yeah it's in the canadian movie Canada. they're all canadian well <laughs> that was something very <laughs> american and sad about that that's a fucking horrible way and then you know he but they put they put his gross uh heart in there and he cooks in the hot dogs unfortunately uh, for me that it's it's one of my favorites but it's also i yeah. think the most just the stupidest death and the stupidest kill because <laughs> my god there's no way that guy wasn't at least going <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's drinking their soup can beers i mean like yeah <laughs> i must have been the wind <laughs> i loved how the bodies just put into the fridge and the yeah. scene where the guy comes back in after you know he's getting some beers to go get it on yeah and he opens it up not looking he's like <laughs> that was that was good there was it was uh it was kind of funny sometimes this movie oh yes. absolutely slashers should be funny and uh, one thing I wanted to mention, too, and, and this kind of goes back to the concept of the killer, is his whole thing is that the reason why his crew and he got traumatized and, you know, all those people died is because the two supervisors wanted to get to the Valentine's Day dance early, right? So his whole thing is like, OK, if they have the Valentine's Day dance, I'm going to fucking kill everybody because, like, that's a horrible thing. And, like, well, his town, like, I think out of... To make clear, he was the yeah. son of one of the supervisors and he hates right. valentine's day because he is psychologically traumatized from watching his dad get murdered and have his heart cut out by yes the original by the original murderer and he the original is triggered murder, by yeah. anything valentine's to become psycho killer yeah well, and so he got triggered so he had like all of this time being normal hanging out with his friends getting a girlfriend having zero signs of a psychotic break so far apparently because he's like playing the harmonica chilling having like really touching moments with like his buddies and then like bro. literally yeah yeah he sees like one fucking heart design and he's like slamming their skulls through shower heads <laughs> like there was no i think he went zero to a hundred like immediately but anyway, what I was saying was like, why doesn't this town just not fucking do the dance? Just don't just it's in bad taste anyways. That's what like, they just did. don't do it. That's the whole plot of the movie. Mm, but it's like after the murder sta murder started, but they tried to push through. Right. Yeah. Just but just like don't have the dance like you can just do something else. You mean like, originally? You yeah, originally, because their whole thing is like the guy keeps coming back and murdering everybody every time we do the dance. Well, so just, no, 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 no. I have no, no, actually no, no. have gripes with that, and I want to okay. say something. Okay. Because yeah. he literally only killed two people. This would be like them not having a Christmas party every year because Dave drove home drunk and killed two people in a car, <laughs> and Dude. then went to jail. They were like, well, we can't have another Christmas party. <laughs> Dave the drunk is gonna come back. <laughs> Honestly, if I knew there was a serial killer in my town who like is is trying to kill people because I'm having a Christmas party, I'm like, you know what, guys? Maybe let's not do a Christmas party. So Alley, and they didn't for twenty years. Yeah. And they thought that it would be enough time. But okay, wait, clear this up for me. Yeah. He only killed two people. And they caught him right after, right? Right. That's the vibe I got. I think I think it's only the supervisors. 
But wasn't yeah, there a whole seemed... thing about the dance? Yeah, I'm, I'm well, kind of right. confused was... why they would arbitrarily oh, okay, be so, like so 20 years. He might have killed both of them. He might have killed both of them and then killed other people at the dance, too. But that's not he had really to. Oh. He had to have done it like at least one time where they were like, guys, you got to stop having this gosh darn dance because he keeps coming out killing people. Well, I think he told people. Like, he was put in that institution. He said, if you ever celebrate Valentine's Day again, okay. your throats are getting slit. Well, he just said the dance, though. It was Perfectly, really specific. Like, <laughs> he was like, guys, just don't do the dance. It's, it's not cool. And I, I'm, I'm going to slit some throats with a pickaxe if you guys do that. And if I was the mayor, I'd be like, okay, cool. We'll just, like, you know, hand out fucking cards like any other town. I'd just yeah, call they did the institution. But... But they did just that. a guy. They were like 20 years. I'm yeah. Like, finally, we have to move on. <laughs> I, I, I guess, man, it's just terrible I don't know. record I, keeping. Too. Yeah. What the fuck? I have no Cause... record of this guy. I have no idea who you're talking. How long have you been working there? He's been in the institution for 20 for years. 20 years. <laughs> this is definitely pre-internet. Yeah. Because, and they like... said and she said, uh, if there's no record, that means he was never here or he's dead. Like, wait, do you just burn the records of everything as soon as somebody dies? Yeah, what you else definitely would don't we, if you work in a medical office. <laughs> that whole thing of, like, the kids are like, yeah, yeah, shut up, old man. That's just a myth. That happened just 20 years ago, dog. This dude in your town of 3,000 fucking went on a killing spree dressed as a coal miner, and, like, you're saying that never happened? Like, that's insane. Okay. That might have been also said by the killer, because wasn't he the part of the group? Oh, Axel was like, yeah, yeah, but also there was I like other curly hair mustache like, guy. Oh, that Ooh, killer crazy. mustache. I, I liked, I liked not Teddy Roosevelt. He was my favorite. I think. I'm just, I'm just trying to think about because there's, there's a part of the movie where, where, um, where the sheriff kind of tells the kids, he's like, hey guys, don't do the Valentine party because like someone just died. And it's probably not cool to do that. So what was the officer's reasoning for not telling them? He wanted to get elected again next year? He didn't want everybody to freak out. But like, which, to... I, which I think is a great... Uh, we're really re-examining that post-COVID, or I guess yeah. during COVID. Like, there was a certain amount of uh, don't test people and don't talk about COVID because it'll freak people out. Well, there's other things going on. Like, we need to know how bad it is so we can <laughs> stop it. Yeah, that part also kind of rang a little close because, yeah, like two or three people by that point had been like, you know, brutally slashed open and had their hearts ripped out. And I think that is cause for, I don't know, some level of measured alarm. So my next question is like, imagine uh, Harry, or at least this version of Harry, had started his killing spree a little bit earlier in the day. Okay. Okay. And by the time the dance rolls around, he's running out of poems. Like <laughs> he kills a couple people before noon. He's like, "Oh, yeah. remember what happened? It's the fourteenth straws near." Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, wait. Okay, it happened twice. If you don't cancel the dance, it'll happen thrice. Yes. <laughs> oh, sick. Third poem. Want to roll? And like four o'clock p.m. rolls around, and they're still holding the dance. And he's like, "Okay." I got to come up with like at least two more poems. I got to have the next one and then I have one on deck. So this doesn't happen to me again. So I'm not like about to kill somebody and have a poem. Do you think that's why he just started killing people and stopped leaving poems? Is because he was like, I'm a coal miner. I'm not a poem writer. <laughs> My passion is poetry. That's why I keep killing all these gosh dang people. I fucking hate coal mining. 
that's that goes back to the mechanics of this but like the whole first of all the twist totally got me i was shook fucking got me and they ended the movie really fast after the twist too which is kind of like whiplash Um, that's a good thing okay let's talk about that yeah you don't want to think about it there's one entrance to that mine they could just trap him down there (laughs) he would die every uh well that's what happened to harry ward um Every slasher ends in the same way, or at least with the final girl trope, is like she wakes up in the hospital and she's like, Was it real? Was that was that just a dream? And they're oh, like, fuck, it was. We didn't find no boy. Right, and right. That's what they say every time. And uh that's happens in all of them. So I like that they just end the movie and you're like, oh no 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 and they come out with this original song right afterwards, like like the ballad of Harry Warden. Fucking slaps. That was yeah, actually that thing was a banger. Yeah. That original song they put out, The Ballad of Harry Warden, is, is a certified slapper, so you guys should check it out. Um, that, but, like, I feel like Axel... Okay, we, we talked about how he's, he's, like, triggered by all the Valentine's Day stuff, right? It brought up the childhood memories of his father getting killed. That's why he turned into a killer. So he was, like, so mad about people celebrating Valentine's Day. But, like, why yeah. was he so, so down to party with these dudes? Because like, when they were like, let's have a party, and he's like, fuck yeah. And he goes out, and he, like, buys is the beer drives people there party and shooting pool like kissing his girlfriend what what's the what's his thought process there i think ultimately like, well, dude, if you're the type of person who is yeah. going to slash 14 people with a pickaxe then i think uh maybe d- deep down a little bit you actually have like this innate desire to carol from right. this you know <laughs> scarring moment like so I, he's not gonna be like Oh no, guys! I'm the coolest yeah. kid in town, and we don't—we totally shouldn't party on this Saturday night. You know, so they're doing. You think he was kind of like leading them to it a little bit? Yeah, like yeah. it was totally like dangling the apple. Actually, yeah, I think you have a point, Ryan, because it does seem like he's enjoying these kills because he's doing oh, a whole. He thing. loves it, man. He's getting his like SoundCloud rapper on. Like he's doing it, dude. Yeah, he's he's also like he redecorates the room after a kill. Like he flips the hearts; so they look like balls. Like whenever he kills somebody, every time that, dude, he like makes the hearts look like balls. He flips them upside down. What? Remember the scene in the laundromat? He flipped yeah. all of them. I know down. what you're talking about. I just am disputing your characterization of them as balls. What else was he doing, dude? What else they look like? He wanted he's people like, to know that he was a dude. Like these are my I balls. Think I think it's more of a metaphor yeah. than yeah. He's oh yeah. Making it out no, Chase, that's foreshadowing that he's he's one of the dudes. That yeah, he's balls. You guys are killing me, man. It was a little vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, not to be armchair psychologist any further, but like the end part, you know, when when they they collapse the shit onto Axel mm-hmm. and, you know, the guy's very nonchalantly like, oh, he's in there. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Axel is acting like a total maniac. Like he's laughing like, like the great, Joker. Great scene. He's he's like, oh, I'm going to go off. I'm a crazy guy with one arm. And he runs <laughs> off into the cave. I, I just i wouldn't he show some signs of being that booty up, at yeah, some all the time. point <laughs> well i think perhaps you might be overlooking the fact that he just murdered like 10 people okay but he didn't do that for like 20 something years because well, he has kind of signs that he was a little bit of an outcast remember he was like starting fights in the mine kind of in the first third of the movie but that seemed like it was kind of um kind of aggro bro shit right like he, this he it was his best friend that he was starting a fight with and that happened because like you know it was, he stole his girlfriend or something great like that. great story by the way yeah it's two aggro bros fighting over a girl the classic uh 
the classic yeah. thing. He went out um, west and he failed and he comes back and then expects his relationship to take okay. off at the same spot, even though he left his girlfriend without saying anything. And then he steals really her from <laughs> his best friend. <laughs> That's guys, I, I think you're being sarcastic, but I'm not at all. That's like heads and tails above the love story in any other slasher movie in existence. It probably usually, it, is. usually it's just like, oh, there's these two somewhat hot ca- camp counselors. And oh, they're Sarah totally is smoking hot. Other. That's in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> the Axel dude got that touch for days. Mm-hmm. But like, I just I feel like Axel at some point when he's like having intimate moments with his girlfriend or hanging out with like that guy, TJ, he was fighting with. They were like tight. They were good friends. Yeah. And at some point when they're drinking or when they're just like hanging out, staying up till 3 a.m. or working hard, is he going to be like, hey, you ever feel like murdering somebody with like a pickaxe? Like, you think he's going to just drop something like that at any point? Like, or is he just totally a chill bro until one day he is laughing like a maniac and like saying a bunch of crazy shit? Hey, I'm going to pick your brain. Oh, about what? Yeah. Oh, you know. He does like puns. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good that's good for the sequel, dude. You should ship that. All right. Well, I think we've uh, I think we've riffed on this movie quite a bit unless you guys got exhausted that mine pretty good. Yeah, it's it's tapped. (laughs) Do you guys want to get into your ratings um, of our what's what are we calling this meter nowadays? Uh, we said we'll decide in the next episode. Was it the spiritometer? That sounds familiar. Well, I okay. We had something to do with the floors in the hotel. Yeah, mm. I think that was part of the animation. That is part of the picture. We settled on after much tedious debate, spiritometer because it has double entendre. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'll. I'll I think I. I like the spirit. I like the spiritometer. I'll go with that. So I think I've been teeing us off this season. Um, so I'll, I'll continue that trend if it if it suits the court. So for my spiritometer, uh, I remember we were kind of looking at how well does this represent the holiday in question? Um, and also, I think uh, something that'll factor in as well is like how holiday themed are some of the kills, um, how holiday themed are like some of the scary parts or how scary it is. Um, I don't know. I'm still kind of developing my meter. Uh, something like this, because it takes place literally during Valentine's Day, there's a lot of Valentine's Day decorations. This dude is literally like super pissed about Valentine's Day in particular and about the celebrations associated with the holiday. So I think this is going to be pretty freaking high. Like, I don't know if and you guys can correct me if he does any Valentine's themed killing. Like he's not like shoving uh, chocolate in someone's mouth and like making him choke or anything. It's Valentine's like post post killing. I guess so, yeah, because he takes the heart and puts it in a box, right? And then yeah. he's kind of like, hey, this yeah. is a box. And that's the whole yeah. idea. The poems and the decorations. Yeah. And, you know cr- what? No I think Valentine's themed murdering um, just yeah. after effects, if you will. Okay, well, um, I think because of that, I think I will give this an eight on the uh, spiritometer for me. Um, I think it could be weirdly enough even though it takes place in valentine's bluffs and it's called my bloody Val- i think it could be more valentine themed like i think this dude could be dressing up like cupid in a diaper and shoving fucking chocolates in people's faces and shit the whole coal miner thing the whole all that kind of stuff is, is kind of i think takes over a lot more of it um so i think an eight very high but it could be higher yeah i'm gonna if i go next yeah i'm gonna Wild agree 
uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I think that unlike Trick or Treat, this doesn't have anything to do with the origins and the celebrations of Valentine's Day itself. Like, it happens, like, if this, maybe, if the first one had happened on St. Patty's Day, this would be a St. Patty's Day, like, uh, movie. But Trick or Treat was about Halloween, the holiday itself, not the celebrations of it. So, like, um... I'm going to go with an eight every single kill, except for the end when they're just like in the mines. It's about Valentine's Day. Like you can't ask for much more realistically from like a specifically not themed like gag movie. (laughs) It would change the movie considerably if you went more. Right. And so I think that's nothing against it. I think uh, it's a great movie. One of the more holiday E movies. Uh, I'm going to go with an eight on the spirit monitor. All right is coming in pretty high on the holiday low on the horror um in the spiritometer i think i'd agree with you they gave some pretty good world building valentine's bluffs i talked about how they how it had the valentine themed dance for a hundred years um but then it does really drastically fall off in the last half when we get to the mine but they played the mine pretty well city town full of coal miners like Ryan said, the fact that they uh, put it in and made it a central piece of the second half of the movie was good. Um, I'm I'm settled on a, a seven. I don't think it was I don't think it was as focused enough as it needed to be in the second half on Valentine's Day. Besides just a bunch of kids having having a blast party and uh, to to put it in that eighth or ninth floor because tenth floor right now is taken. Yeah. Trick or Treat was all about fucking Halloween. All about it. First half um, they of this didn't really movie, get too. into it as much. Yeah. Like Valentine's was, yeah. Day. But I think, kind of like what Ryan was saying, too, about like how it could have been St. Patty's Day. It could have been any holiday tied to this where he's like, oh, he gets pissed off on New Year's, so uh, no one shoot fireworks off. He's going to go crazy. I think, it, you know, it, meanwhile, Trick or Treat had Halloween like literally in its DNA. If you change the holiday, it would not be that movie at all. Yeah. All right, well, uh, it's weird for me to go first. I usually just wait to hear what people say first. Um, but I'll tee us off for the movie meter as far <laughs> as what I think about this critically. I've been thinking about this as we were discussing it because one of my first reactions when we started this movie or when I started this movie was, was holy shit, the acting is horrendous. Oh, fucking God, it's so <laughs> it bad. It's so bad. And like, they're all, a lot of the lines were all like, expository speeches just kind of explaining the backstory as everybody he's like that's my son back there he ran away out west and used to be in love with that girl but now he's back in the coal mine and he hates it and he's mad and that's my son i'm the mayor and he like leaves and i was like well, did that just happen like they just kind of kind of clean that up a little bit and that happens over and over again the doctor is like you mean harry the guy who 20 years ago who and then it kind of goes on like i think it's very lazy writing I know this was back in the 80s where they kind of didn't expect as much from the audience. Um, But there were good examples back then. Um, I think they could have tried a little harder to make this more interesting. There were some scenes where I felt a little bored, actually. Um, There was bits and pieces. Some scenes ratcheted up the tension well, like kind of towards the end where the pace was kind of going up and the guy was popping out of places. You weren't sure where he was going to pop out. I think that was very good. Um, there was a lot of funny scenes, but I don't know if it was maybe intentionally funny. I think I laughed a lot of times because of how goofy the, some of the shit was. Um, the gore was effective in the fact that it was disturbing. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I don't know if I, I would call this or recommend this as a as a quote unquote good movie. Um, but I can see why it's a cult movie. I can see why people really enjoyed it because I did have fun, you know, watching it. Uh, so I think I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> I think critically, there could have been a, 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 a lot. It could have been done a lot better. Um, I don't know if I, I was like. I, I think there were parts I enjoyed and I was entertained by, but overall, I was just kind of like, "Fuck, this movie's bad." Uh, so it's gonna be a four. I, I think I, I feel okay with that. That's fine. Um, I'm someone who I think is going to rate a lot of these movies higher than I think the general public would have. Uh, I just love these movies. Golly, and this one's good. Okay, this when you're 20 something slashers deep, uh, you yeah. can start to come back to this movie and be like, okay, this one knows what it's doing. I do not hold the bad acting against it at all. Like, that's something, if you're making a slasher, you need bad acting. I don't want to see Daniel Day-Lewis out there getting his hand chopped off and shoved down his throat, okay? I want to see, like, these people who have never been in any movies before, like, die in really, really cruel ways. And that's what I got. I like the movie. I think the atmosphere and the backstory is above average for a slasher movie. I think the kills are above average. I think the atmosphere, and then especially the third act, is just amazing. I'm going to go with a seven. It's not perfect. It's got ways to go. It's no Nightmare on Elm Street. It's no Texas Chainsaw Massacre or original Halloween. It's also not even the same as Friday the 13th, but uh, I put it about on that level. I would really, really recommend this to somebody who has seen a lot of slashers and likes them. And I don't think it's particularly scary. So if someone is listening to this and thinks, I don't like horror movies because I get too right. scared, I would really recommend this as a slasher movie, but not necessarily as a horror movie. I don't think that you would have too many sleepless nights over Harry Warden. I don't, I don't know. What? Doing what to you? Standing in your closet? Well, I, would, I would say it is gross. Like, yes. I, I think a lot of people who don't like scary, you know, might be because it's kind of the gross factor, the gore and shit. It is pretty, yeah. I'd say it's pretty gory. Like, when he bites into that human arm, that was pretty gross. It's squished it was, in a real way. It's, eh, it's maybe on par with other horror movies, if not even less. Like, so the thing about this movie, oh, cool factoids. There's a version of this movie that's essentially uncut where they add five more minutes of gore. You guys, there's like, there's another <laughs> cut of this movie where yeah. they just add like 30 seconds onto both ends of every I'm, single kill in this movie. I'm concerned how excited you are about this, right? <laughs> I that's not seen the improvement it. I'm looking for. I, I haven't gotten my hands on it. And there, there is, it was, there was a limited release yeah. and there's, you have wow. to like get them on eBay. And wow. so I, uh, I would really say that this actually is not towards the bad end of the gore spectrum. This is like pretty average, pretty mild even. I guess coming from the dog season, I would say this is pretty high. Yeah, I would say it's marginally more gory than Airbud Spikes Back. Also, I think your bias is showing, Ryan, because you weren't willing to forgive the bad acting in Airbud <laughs> and some of these terrible ass dog movies. I think it's different. I honestly like, think it's love. very different. You know, you're, you're willing you're willing to, to go up because I think your dog theorem kind of coincides with my slasher theorem, because like the less slashing in movies, I think they turn out better. Like Citizen Kane, for example, 
had no slashing at all and it's one of the greatest movies of all time so i just you know if you can show me a slasher that's a 10 then i'll 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 change my tune um okay the original halloween i haven't seen it okay well there we go i guess that's the point of you asking huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right jace uh, i'm gonna give it a three i thought the acting sucked i think Whoa. the directing was terrible <laughs> I think multiple times throughout the movie, characters switched from their actual Canadian accent to being like more American. Yo, how the, those accents were so bad. Which I would I have said, loved. I'm I, sorry. I loved it when they were actually speaking uh, like like they normally would because they were from Nova Scotia. Um, I was bored the whole time. Like I was gonna say that I was trying to take notes. And then I would like take a note and then realize I was just like writing it really slowly and not care about watching the film again. Um, I did like some of the kills, but uh, if um, it'll be good to know that slashers and horrors are a bit different because I wanted to feel a lot of tension. And I think besides being really excited at the at the flip um, when we find out that the killer is actually Axel, that yeah. last that last bit. That was my favorite part of the movie. Uh, and then I did the other thing that the one of the things that I did like again was that kill with a shower head because I think the payoff was good from the, the setup to the kill to the payoff to the water coming out of the mouth. I think they shot that really fair. All right. A three. Um, I hope I hope I'm proven wrong about the slasher films. I think it's going to be interesting because this is not a genre that I'm I'm familiar with. And, you know, not I'm assuming not all of the movies you're going to be watching are, are going to be slashers. Uh, but with that, you guys want to talk about uh, the next holiday uh, slash film we want to see. Um, well, is it going to be um, on ha uh, Thanksgiving? Oh, so let's let's think about this. So November 1st, pick a treat. We should do another Halloween movie. You think so? Should we do? Um, are you guys feeling Halloween for the next one? We can we can have Ryan kind of uh, yeah. put his money where the mouth where his mouth, and maybe I should see this gosh darn classic that's coming out soon. I've never seen Halloween. I don't know if all Ryan, Jason, have you seen Halloween the original? No, I don't think so. With a guy from Shrek, I've I've never I've never actually seen it either. I, I've heard I've heard, listened to the soundtrack. Um, I listened to Rob Zombie when I was when I was like a little kid uh, growing up. So I, I do a lot of I do a lot of adjacent things to Halloween, uh, but I think it's about time I see this gosh darn classic, and I think that should that should I think cover our bases for Halloween movies because we're watching horror movies. I feel like it'd be a cop out if we do like a ton of Halloween. Like, yeah, I agree. Movies, you know, we're just close I to think a, that'll. We have to get Thanks Killing at some point. But sweet, I I fucking I look forward to it. This is weird not doing the uh, this is weird not doing the picker wheel because I was like totally ready to to just do that. <laughs> Jace, do you have a picker wheel for us? Um, Let's do either Halloween or um, the new one coming out in theaters. Halloween Kills. The first one or the third one, essentially, is what you're saying. So the one coming out in theaters. Is the, it would be the third entry in the series. So, uh, wait, am I putting on um, are we, yeah. Halloween original and Halloween original no. and Halloween original yeah. and just so spinning it think, and then I, well, we're picking I, Halloween I original? I think I get it. Like, he fucking, what, he, like, stabs a couple people and then he, they die? Like, uh, yeah, big whoop. I think I understand the plot. Again, just a guy. <laughs> That's actually the plot of the Halloween movies. It's literally just a guy. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, 
thank you guys for joining us and uh let us know if you've seen um uh, this gosh darn movie my bloody valentine 1981 or the remake um since i don't think either of us have seen the remake no. i'm curious to see like what the deal is as it kind of continue on let us know if you've seen the remake because i'm really curious i don't think i'm gonna watch it i heard it's a turd sandwich um follow us on the uh the twitters um at gbgb podcast follow us on the instagram good boys gone bland for your premium gbgb content um we appreciate you guys listening in uh, and sharing our episodes and uh you know tuning in every week so um it's been a blast uh with that do you guys have anything uh to sign us off on uh tell your murder victims about us oh tell your shit <laughs> and your local have union them... leader if you're Maybe tell tell your we already said tell your crush. That's kind of like Valentine's Day themed. Tell your, your coal miner. Tell your coal. Oh, yeah, you know a coal miner. Tell them about this. Tell about this episode. Tell tell, tell them about. Tell a geologist yeah. who hates fracking. Yeah, tell tell that a geologist too. about us. Um, tell the guy who wears a gas mask and Slipknot back in two thousand five. Tell him about this podcast too. Anyone you know that's into BDSM. Jesus Christ. Tell your pickaxe. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs>